0: We forgot to say that you can ski better than you can walk, but that's, you know, given. Jonathan falls down all over the place. I'm falling down a long time. <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen that happen. <laughs> On one of our first dates, Jonathan comes... You
1: know what you're still sure recording, right? Yeah. Oh,
0: okay. I do. Of course I do. I'm telling everybody this story. Jonathan walks out of the gas station. He had to go fill up with gas, and he ran, ran into the gas station and got something, and he completely missed the step down i may down. have
1: been looking at my phone no i was no smartphones yeah, no. were not
0: invented i had that. my
1: cell phone in my hand
0: anyway completely misses the step and just crumbles to the floor and i look at him and I'm like oh damn and i just <laughs> i love you Welcome to another episode of Gem Junkies. I'm Brecken.
1: And I'm Jonathan.
0: And we are back. I'm I'm sorry about the hiatus we had last week. It's all my fault. I came down with a terrible cold, thanks to our children. Yep. <laughs> and then Jonathan got a terrible cold so this weekend.
1: If, so if we're a little nasally we're, or coffee or
0: we're pretty nasally right now. But can't you alter that? I mean, can't that be altered in editing? <laughs> No. (laughs) She just laughs. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, it was a terrible cold. We're still, we're still, we're getting better though. But, um, so we have some super exciting things going on. Tucson is coming up here in a few weeks. And, um, we're going to be doing a few interviews there that we're super excited about. Um, Doug Hucker, the president of AGTA. Right. Uh, we'll also be interviewing Andy Crabtree, which is super exciting. Um, and before we did all these interviews, we thought it might be kind of cool. You've heard us for 20-some episodes just talk about gemstones, but we thought it might be a fun idea to interview each other.
1: And do a little background of yeah. where we came from, came from and where how we got to where we are yeah, now. Yeah, of
0: who the gem junkies are, the original GJs. <laughs> OGJs, <laughs> the OGJs. <laughs> our just something after Wow! <laughs>
1: <laughs> and also, the we have pins coming.
0: It's oh, also exciting news. Yes, I just we we have these little uh, lapel pins, and we'll have them in Tucson. Yes. Yeah, so you can swing by our booth. We have a limited number. But you, always limited. Always limited. It's a collector's edition. It's version. a collector's <laughs> edition. <laughs> edition one. Um, but you can swing by our booth, booth 417, in the AGTA Gem Hall. And pick up your Gem Junkies pin if you're there. Yeah. Cool?
1: And I take off tomorrow to head to RJO in Nashville. And then on to Centurion in Phoenix.
0: Yeah. So, we just so This just time of year is crazy town for us. Because we have... Uh, Solid four shows. Last year we did five shows in a month. And that is, that's a lot of preparation. It's a lot. But it's an exciting time. Yeah. I was running around the office this morning. Everything's falling into place. It's going to be awesome. Everything is awesome. So it. And I spent
1: (laughs) all day yesterday splitting our entire inventory in half. So that half could go to Centurion and half could yeah, go to Yeah,
0: it's right always now. fun to do two shows at the same time. Like, why, why do they plan things like this? Just to make things more interesting. But anyway, we're going to start out with me interviewing you. Me? Are you scared?
1: I'm so scared.
0: <laughs> because I the questions I have for you, Jonathan.
1: Do I actually know the answers?
0: I hope so. I mean, <laughs> I hope so. I don't think there's no... <laughs> this on. is not like a gemological quiz that I'm trying to Good. stump the chump. <laughs> but um so most people know, if you've listened to us, that you grew up in this industry. I did. Um Your dad founded the company. What, my question is, what is your earliest memory of either gemstones or jewelry?
1: So probably my earliest memory is like coming to the office and usually like on weekend or something like that. And my sister and I would crawl around on the shop floor, like underneath the setter's desk (laughs) and look for treasures.
0: Would you get to keep your treasures or would your dad keep (laughs) them?
1: I think I think I always gave them back.
0: Did you? Yeah. Oh, Jonathan, I, 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 you I, are I honest. did. I
1: gave them. We crawled around underneath the setter's benches, and we'd look for what we could find, you know, little diamonds or scraps of gold or, you know, whatever was kind of laying around. Usually the colored gemstones, there wasn't very many because those were usually bigger and mm-hmm. much easier to find. So if they dropped those, they usually found them. But, you know, diamonds, little pieces of gold and that kind of stuff we we found. But that's my earliest memory of like of gemstones.
0: Gemstones. You were yeah. truly having like a treasure hunt. Yeah. yeah. Um, what now you traveled a lot with your parents yeah. like, to trade shows and yeah. you know
1: all over the country and then we did our first international trip when I was eight. And that's the first time I went to Hong Kong and Bangkok, Thailand. And I don't think we did mainland China on that trip. So just Hong Kong and just Bangkok. Just for a business trip. Yeah. it was. Well, it was kind of a business trip and kind of fun because, you know, most of our suppliers are our friends, too. Yeah. And a lot of them had kids kind of our same age. So um, we hung out with Carmen and Carwing, which were one of our Opal dealers' son and daughter. Mm-hmm. And so we hung out with them. And then... Um, and then I spent some time with Anorak, and he was, you know, probably three years younger than me, and so we played trucks on the floor at a restaurant, <laughs> and so that's kind of like, you know, I, I grew up having friends all over the world that were, you know, part of the industry.
0: Yeah, and and traveling to trade shows, I remember... Hearing stories of you falling asleep under the tables while yeah, your parents were yeah. – because trade shows are long days. They're long
1: days, especially for little kids. And so when it came to nap time, my parents were working in the booth, and I'd say I was tired, and they'd be like, well, crawl underneath that table back there. And my dad would give me his jacket or, you know, take a, nap. And I'd take a nap under the tables. And same thing happened, like when we went out, like the days are really long and we travel on the road for business too. And so yeah. like we'd go out to dinner and dinner, you know, would start at like seven thirty, eight o'clock and I'd make it to like the round of appetizers and my dad always said I ate a pound of boiled shrimp and then fell asleep in the corner. <laughs> so I'd never make it any further. So the, the, my favorite food my first trip was boiled shrimp. Yeah.
0: <laughs> there you go. I can't imagine. Can you imagine bringing our twins into the booth? No. Like the chaos that would ensue?
1: Yeah, we did that. And then immediately my dad started putting, you know, $50,000 necklaces on our daughters and then they took off running. So I
0: know. Was, yeah. So their first, was it their first Tucson show or was it last year? But one of their, it, it must have been last year, their, Frank, they come to the booth to visit us, and Frank puts on, like, $50,000 sapphire necklace on one of the twins, and I'm like, what are you doing? She is going to tear that thing to shreds. <laughs> but she didn't. It's beautiful. Yeah. I mean, we sold it, so everything's yeah. good. So we met in college. Right. But before that, you had... No ind- no interest in the industry, right? You thought that the you wanted to do something different with your life.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, when I was really younger, I had kind of a little bit of interest in the rocks and the gems and that kind of stuff. But as I got older, um, I was more into technology and into car stereos and that kind of stuff. And yeah, so,
0: Jonathan can wire a car stereo. Like, if you yeah. need some bass, you just call Jonathan up. <laughs> Yeah. And I hate bass. So. <laughs> <laughs> Great.
1: Well not just bass, but I I learned to do everything. Yes, you
0: did. You're very in, good at
1: installing it. every part of a car stereo. You system would
0: like there. park your car like and people would come listen to your radio. Like wasn't that like a thing?
1: That was a thing.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, like on Friday nights we'd all drive around and listen to each other's stereos and show off and yeah, it was a it was a hobby.
0: Yeah. So. So, so but, cute. You were so, a nerd. I yeah. mean, we're just going
1: <laughs> You were a band geek and I a nerd. We'll get to that on the next episode. <laughs> There's
0: nothing wrong about being a band yeah, geek. Exactly. Yeah, exactly.
1: Um, and so I was really into technology and engineering and that kind of stuff. So I went to school for... I started my education in engineering is where I thought I wanted to, to go.
0: And when did that change? When were you like, I hate this
1: my freshman year of college <laughs> after my after like my second ses- semester of engineering classes and math classes and having no life at all in college and thinking coding is terrible you
0: are so social that yeah i can't imagine yeah like the you engineering it's, yeah.
1: classes is just so much on your own time and programming and i just i just I decided it wasn't for me so that's when I decided to start taking some business classes and took some marketing classes and I called my dad I was like wow I just took this class it was really amazing he goes let me guess it was marketing I was like yep he goes yeah that was my major too so (laughs) yeah so I guess I was more like my dad than I thought I was when I first went off to college and so once I started taking business classes I started looking at the business and kind of a totally different way Mm -hmm. and what my dad had created and it became more and more interesting. So the more business classes I took, the more I started like looking at the business as something that maybe was kind of interesting to me.
0: Yeah. And then, I mean, I know what happened, but what happened when you told your dad you wanted to work for him?
1: Um, well, at the beginning for like my junior year and into my senior year, that was kind of the plan. Mm -hmm. The plan was for me to come to work the business. And then like halfway through my senior year, my dad kind of felt like things were going weird. And this was in 2006. Yeah. Six. And so he's like, you got to go work for someone else before you work for me. Like just out of the blue. And so it was like, uh, what do I do now? So I went to the career fair and wandered around, and I'd always liked cars, and so I talked to the Enterprise Rent-A-Car people, and so I went to work for Enterprise Rent-A-Car.
0: Yeah, he did, a, in their management training program.
1: training program. Yeah, management training program.
0: And, in Salt Lake City. Yeah, oh.
1: and I worked my way up fairly quickly and found that I was really good at sales, and so I...
0: But I think we need to get back to the almost like the foresight that your dad had then yeah. in two thousand and six he said things aren't feeling right and then the recession hit. Yeah. And and he saw he saw the writing on the wall. And the recession for the gem and jewelry industry was was really hard for manufacturers.
1: Yeah, well the first thing that the the first thing that people stop buying is jewelry.
0: Non essentials. It's, it's
1: very you non, don't need
0: jewelry to live. You li- don't need luxury. I, I need jewelry to live, but yes, no. Yeah. <laughs>
1: So yeah, so it was it was hard and so my dad was struggling on sales and sales weren't doing well and so I was doing really well in sales and so I asked him where I could be helpful and he said the Midwest.
0: OHIO. Yep.
1: Yeah. And so that's when I said, "All right, I guess I'll give it a shot." And so that's when I proposed to you. <laughs>
0: and- <laughs> he proposed the week before he moved to Ohio.
1: Actually, it wasn't like the day before.
0: It might have been. I I it was, was giving you close. a little credit, but yeah. I love you, but I gotta go. I love yeah. you, but let's do this. I gotta go.
1: I gotta go, and so I moved to Columbus, Ohio, and covered all of Michigan, Indiana, Ohio, Western New York, Western Pennsylvania, West Virginia, and Northern Kentucky.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So a huge territory. There was probably eight hundred some jewelers on my account list, and I don't think hardly any of them had been technically called on in years. Yeah. And so I was kind of starting from scratch. Like I had this huge account list, but how many of these stores were actually still in business or were even a good fit for us anymore? And so it was a it was an interesting starting point.
0: It it was. It was so I I moved to Ohio probably a few months after you did.
1: Yeah. You were supposed to stay until after we got married,
0: but... I couldn't handle it. I moved back here with my parents. I love you, mom and dad, but I just called up Jonathan one day and I was like, come and get me.
1: (laughs) I don't care if I haven't found a job
0: yet. (laughs) I don't care if I haven't found a job. So I enjoyed the high life while Jonathan was (laughs) slapping it on the road. (laughs) Yeah. No, I substitute Todd. That was intense. I'll tell you what. That was not fun in Ohio, but this was
1: my interview. It was.
0: Okay. But (laughs) (laughs) I forgot. So in your early days, what was the most important thing? Was it product knowledge? Was it just pure charisma? Was it,
1: I I think it was just about building relationships quickly. And so that time, you know, jewelry sales were still really slow. And so I started in 07 and on the road in July of 07. Yeah. And, and so just getting in the door of jewelry stores was really difficult because they didn't really need much. I mean their sales were down and
0: they were buying a lot of gold.
1: Yeah, buying a lot of gold off the street mm-hmm. and doing that. And so I would use anything that I could. Is is that it was so easy on the phone when I called and asked for an appointment, because I don't just show up places. That's not my style. Yeah. And so I always went with appointments and I would say, you know, and they'd say no and I'd say, Well but my dad, you know, I'm the SOB and they'd say, you're the what? And I'd say, I'm the son of the boss. And my dad said, you're a very important client. And I used that over and over again. And it worked repeatedly. And I still have people come by the booth sometimes and be like, hey, SLB. And so it's it's funny. Yeah. So son of the boss. <clears throat> and, it, uh, and so that was just building relationships really quickly. I I felt was the most important and actually finding where I could help them and not just, you know, I found really quickly that anyone can open a bag of goods and say, what do you want to buy? And I would spend a lot more time asking them about their business and about their customers and looking over their showcases and helping them, you know, actually come up with a plan of how to sell more color and how to help their business rather than just selling them something.
0: Yeah. And then we moved back here.
1: Yeah, so then after two years, I found that I had kind of established the territory pretty well and got to know all the major players and built the relationships I could at that point in time. And i, I And he I missed had, the
0: mountains, let's be yeah, honest. Yeah, I,
1: I really missed he, the mountains. He couldn't I,
0: handle the cloud coverage in Columbus oh my gosh. Ohio.
1: So, anyone that complains about weather in Seattle,
0: go live, Columbus. In a, <laughs>
1: go live to Columbus. <laughs> we, Columbus gets more rain and has less sunny days than Seattle. It, I
0: didn't know that. And there yeah. is no topography. No. It, it is flat. flat And but I loved it. Don't my mom is from Ohio. I've got peeps in Ohio. I've got yeah. cousins, aunts, and uncles. All
1: of Ohio is flat. I mean there's no. definitely rolling yeah. hills towards more towards like Cleveland or down towards Cincinnati, but just Columbus, I mean. The he town felt was fun,
0: suffocated. I
1: felt suffocated. Because when you
0: drive on the, the freeway, you're you you have trees on either side of the road and then you've got cloud on top of you. Yeah. So you can't see any distance. And and Growing Lit- up growing in a big sky country, it's, yeah. it's totally different. No, it is.
1: And so it was partly that. And it was partly that I had done what I could do in that territory and I felt like I wanted to help the company more, but I couldn't help anymore from where I was. I really needed to get back to the office to see what was, you know, the day to day. Cause I'd never, I hadn't worked in the office since high school. And even then I wasn't really paying attention. I was just working on PCs and that kind of stuff. So I want to get back to the office and see what the company, like what it took. To get the product from the beginning to the end, and try to figure out, you know, long term, where was I going to fit in the company, and what did I want to do? So
0: and so, what is your position now?
1: Uh, so now I'm the sales manager. So mm-hmm. I'm in charge of. Uh, Are you
0: sure? Because I'm pretty sure your business card says VP of Sales.
1: Okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I guess when you own the business, you can make up whatever title. Yeah.
1: So VP of Sales. So I kind of knew. So it's more than just managing the sales team, plus my sales team pretty much manages itself. So yeah. it's more about coming up with programs and looking at like what products are available and how we could take what products and what gemstones are available in the market and turn those into, you know, is that saleable to our clientele? Mm-hmm. So talking with the sales team along with when we do the purchasing and looking at, you know, what direction do we want to take things and then coming up with programs that work for, you know, our jewelers so that we can work together and become more important.
0: And what is on, like, the day-to-day your favorite thing to do?
1: Ah. Uh, I love the gemstones now, so it's a combination of playing with new gemstones that just come playing in, playing with gemstones, just playing That's with gemstones. Yeah, I get it. And the relation <laughs> and the relationships that I've built with my customers and now my friends. Like now, when I go out on the road, I very rarely stay at a hotel. I end up staying with at my customers' homes, and so that to me, it's more the friendship and those relationships that are the most important part.
0: Yeah. Now, what would you change if you could change one thing about the way we do or the way we run our business or anything? What's one thing that you would change?
1: I think we are making those changes. Yeah. Is that I, I think the, the main thing that we did when we came on board is is that I wasn't interested in little tiny boring price point.
0: <laughs> Sorry, Dad.
1: And so, like small items and stuff were just aren't as interesting, and I know as jewelry gets more expensive, especially in color, it gets more difficult to sell but i don't I would rather have that challenge of having something more difficult to sell and be interested in what I'm selling and than to have something and just worry about numbers, 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 numbers. I'm more interested in the actual relationship of the jewelry and my customer,
0: yeah. Looking back, what prepared you the most for what you do? Was it your marketing degree? Was it GIA? Was it just your social I, I, butterfly?
1: I think it's I no, I think it's a combination of things is that I think that my university time did help of, you know, how to structure a SWOT analysis and to, you know, figure out where your strengths are and where your weaknesses are and um looking at numbers and, and from the business side of things, I think I learned a lot there. I think I learned a lot for the year working at enterprise of, you know, they teach you a lot in that program on, you know, how to run a business and how sales always come first. And so learning all that and transitioning, I think I learned a lot there as well. So, and then GIA was invaluable because I didn't know that much about gemstones because I never really had an interest early on. So I never really learned that much about gemstones from my dad or from anyone else. I didn't have a lot of experience. So that really taught me from the gemological side. And so I think it kind of between my education with GIA and University of Utah and then experience in selling and
0: that kind of stuff, it all kind of came together. To make you the man you are today. I guess so. Jonathan Farnsworth. What are you most excited about looking at maybe this year or even further into the future? Uh, I think there's just a lot of
1: new gemstones. And I feel like there's a lot of different colors of gemstones that you've always known. And finding those things that are rare and different unique and finding what's available is really exciting and right now in garnets and in like montana sapphire and yeah. there's so many different things going on that that the
0: world of color has exploded like yeah. i would say in the last five years the world of color has exploded. yeah
1: and i've found and what makes me really excited in the last year is that i found my jeweler saying i don't want to carry traditional color I don't want to have a case of blue topaz and amethyst and citrine and red garnet. And I want something that's different and unique. Like, my customers have seen all that. Show me something that's new.
0: And I think it's a way, too, of of jewelry stores differentiating themselves from, from one to the other. That
1: yeah, compared to, like, a chain store. A chain store can carry all those things. They can't necessarily carry you know, Savorite and Lotus Garnet and all these different and Montana Sapphire. And Cause for one, there's not enough availability. Like we couldn't supply a Jared's or a K's or a whatever. There's not enough material to supply all their stores. Yeah. So that's where there's this great niche with independence that gives them the opportunity to sell things that are limited quantity. And it's actually better for them, not worse that there is limited quantity. Yeah. And so the I'm excited about the future of, you know, getting to travel more places where these odd, weird things pop up from time to time, which I think they'll continue to do. And then, you know, making those fit into the market and getting, you know, and, and sharing that new find with my customers. It's just, it's exciting. It's
0: exciting. exciting.
1: Yeah.
0: Now, last question. I had to throw this one in there. Do you like working with your wife?
1: Of course. <laughs> can I answer that any other way? <laughs> no, I actually really enjoy it. I think it's a lot of fun. I think the I think we bounce ideas off each other and I think we work well together. I don't think that everyone can, but I think yeah. you and I I think I think you and I work work well together and some of the some of the best times that we have as a couple have been work related, which I guess we spend more time
0: working working on.
1: together <laughs> than we do anything else. So yeah. But I, yeah, I think you're my best friend, and oh, I love having
0: besties.
1: I think I, I, I love having and working with you every day.
0: Oh, I love you too. That
1: <laughs> was so savvy.
0: It was so savvy, but I had to do it because <laughs> you're on you're on record. Oh, okay. All right, so I mean, I guess that wraps up the Jonathan interview. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Gym Junkies. Chronicles all about Jonathan. Um we'll be back next week with uh all about Brecken. Why not? And uh we look forward to seeing everybody if you're going to the RJO show, Centurion show, um or I IJO, did I say IJO? RJO? There I mean there's a lot of shows. Going quite by ways off. But. Come see us. Yeah. And you know, if you're at Tucson, we'll have our gym junkie pins. So we will check you guys out later. If you want to see what we do in our real life, you can follow us on
1: Facebook and Instagram at Parlay Jones.
0: There you go. All right. Bye, guys.
1: Bye bye.